Engage, a family gaming podcast. This is episode 118, and I am your host, Stephen Dutzman, as always. This is the official video game and board game podcast for EngageFamilyGaming.com. It's a website where parents like myself and my co-hosts come together to get parents and families the information they need to get their family game on. This week, it's a quiet fireside chat with Mr. John Tomlinson, the man behind the curtain. How are you, sir? I'm excited about cardboard. Yeah, that's interesting. It's noteworthy for you, not noteworthy for me. I play board games and I play Magic, etc. So me being excited about cardboard, nothing new. However, Nintendo is bringing the heat with some cardboard, which is interesting. We're going to talk about that during uh, one of our topics. But um, for those of you that know, right, if you listen for a while, you know we alternate our topics between video games and board games. Last week, we talked about the board games that we are most excited for in 2018. There were a lot of them. Um, we're going to do the exact same thing, talking about video games. Um, many of you might be listening, might be wondering, where is my wife? You know, it turns out the only game she is super looking forward to. Well, we're gonna. She she gave me notes. She gave me notes. It's, if you know her, it's fairly obvious. So um, those are our big. That's our big topic. We're going to be talking about the video games of 2018. Um, but before we get into Around the Horn and all that other stuff, I would like to take a moment to thank you for listening. Uh, it's, a, it's a pleasure to have you listen to us and an honor that you take time out of your week to hear what we have to say. I also hope the games you've been playing have been great, right? Like, this is a great time to be a gamer. Um, I, I've been playing some awesome stuff. John plays way more games than I do. Um, and he's been playing some good stuff, too. Um, so, but one thing we would like is we like to make this podcast more interactive. So feel free to reach out to us on social media, join our Facebook community at engagefamilygaming.com slash community. And, um, you know, maybe shoot us an email and we will, we would love comments, questions, um, topic suggestions. The, uh, automatic write them yourself topics are about to end and we would love to uh, have some of your suggestions. So thank you very much. Um, so let's just go right around the horn because we certainly have a lot going on. Um, we've got three games to bring to the table today. Um, why don't I go first? Um, I've been playing a lot of Steam World Heist. Have you played that yet? Uh, I've looked at it. I just, I haven't been able to pull the trigger yet because of a suggestion that you made last, uh, episode, but go ahead. Okay. Speaking of pulling the trigger. Very funny, because SteamWorld Heist does involve guns. But don't worry, folks, it's not that kind of um, thing. So here is, I'm going to describe this to you. It is a side-scrolling strategy game that is essentially Firefly, only good. Um, so the, yeah, that was, I did it. Everybody knows. Everybody knows. It's, it's, it's not even funny anymore. I don't really like Firefly. But um, what it is is you play a group of, like, steam-powered robots that are on a little spaceship, not unlike the ship in, um, like, thematically speaking, the ship in uh, Firefly. And you are smugglers, and you are... You know, there's like a whole plot that you're involved in. And basically you built this ragtag crew of steam-powered robots to complete different challenges. And so each mission, it'll tell you how many dudes you can bring with you. Um, and then you're given like a ranking based on, you know, how well you do. And the ranking, you know, earns you experience points and you get loot. Um, over time, you build like this crazy ragtag group of robots um, that a lot of them have really interesting specialties. Uh, like, there's this one that you get called Igorski, who is this huge bodybuilder robot, to the point where wherever his idle animation is, he's lifting a giant dumbbell just over and over again. Um, like, this game does not take itself super seriously, uh, but I love the soundtrack. I love the art style. Um, it's on Switch now. That's where I'm playing it, and it is stunning. Um, and it's one of those things that, for no reason, every time I'm playing, I want, like, every time I'm not playing, I want to play it. Like, I want to go play it now. I'm probably going to play a bunch of levels when we're done recording tonight. 
that's how like it's got its hooks in me. It is a simple game. Relatively, there's a bunch of different, um, you know, difficulty levels. Um, I'm playing it on casual um, because I don't have anything to prove. Um, and so I'm just kind of breezing through it, and I'm really just kind of enjoying the, just every level is just kind of like a puzzle, and I don't really have to freak out about everything. Um, that makes it pretty accessible, you know. Um, there's no penalty if you lose, um, but there are rewards if you succeed, you know, get, get all the epic loot, explore all the ships. Um, I really dig it. Um, it's on everything. So it's on, it was originally released for the 3DS about two years ago. Since then, it was released on PC. Um, it's even on mobile, um, which I think is a perfect place to play it. So if you have an iPad, SeaWorld Heist, awesome on the iPad. Um, but it also is, you know, it's on the Xbox One, PS4, and now it's on the Switch. And I think the Switch, it, it's a very good mobile game. Um, so how much is uh, running on the Switch? It's like 20 bucks. Let me look. 20 bucks. It's also obviously on PC. Um, I I can I am hoping that they make another Steam World Heist two, like a Steam World Heist two would be amazing. Um, let's see here, Steam World Heist Switch cost. Let's see what we got here. Oh, it's the Steam World Heist Ultimate Edition on the Switch. Oh, uh, so it's got all the DLC and stuff. Uh, it looks like it. Yeah. Let's see uh, what we got here. Twenty bucks. Uh, worth worth every penny. Um, it's really cool. I love the different characters. Um, it actually the story is kind of interesting. I mean, I know this sounds kind of like, you know, it, it kind of who cares, but it's it's an interesting enough story. Um, you know, you're dealing with, you know, you know the different robots, and you're exploring space, and eventually you, you know, you deal with like this big government, and then eventually you find out some more stuff. It's it's really neat. Um. And it really does kind of feel like Firefly in a little bit. Uh, my favorite part about it is that you can shoot the hats off enemies and then steal them and then wear them. That, that's very cool. Like hats. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hats, are, but they can shoot your hat off. Awesome. So, um, but I really dig it. Um, the, the sniper rifles, I find, because one of the things that's key about this, and I haven't mentioned it yet, is you actually have to aim your gun. Okay. So, like, you cho- you choose, like, the arc, uh, the angle at which you are shooting. And some weapons ricochet. Like, sniper rifles have laser sights, and they ricochet, so you can sh- see where they're shooting. So I have this old dude named Valentine that's on my team um, that he's very slow. But, like, the trick with um, sniper rifles is you can't shoot them after you have moved. So he's always just kind of, like, sitting in the back using, like, crazy bank shots like you're playing pool to take out enemies. Um, it's just awesome. You keep getting new weapons, and all the weapons have different stuff. I, I cannot recommend this game enough. Um, if it came out this year, it would probably be one of my games of the year this year. I'm not even kidding. This is a really, really good video. That's awesome. And it's made by the same people that made SteamWorld Dig. It's in that same universe, so it's got some of the same kind of aesthetics. Um, it's I, I don't want to say it's the same, because it's very different. You know, the SteamWorld Dig games are kind of Metroidvania-y, especially SteamWorld Dig 2, uh, which I'm getting next. Um, I've only played, like, a demo. Uh, SteamWorld Heist is just so good. So good. Yeah, from what I hear, I just, I just haven't pulled the trigger. I did my kids <laughs> pull the trigger on um, was a little game called Blossom Tales, which everybody's been talking about, but you mentioned last week. And... Yep. It's the elevator pitch of Zelda uh, Link to the Past. Yep. But like sloppy. Yeah. It's amazing. But like the controls are looser, so that makes it better. That makes it more playable. Like, you can't lose at it, basically. Like, it's a lot of fun. I, I enjoy every second. And I'm about two thirds of the way done with it. Okay. But uh, also talking about shooting, I've been playing a lot of Destiny 2. Okay. Uh, I finally uh, got around to joining a clan and, uh, you know, playing the raids and stuff finally, which nice. I never did in Destiny 1. So. Sweet. So how are you? So let's get back to Blossom Tips. I want to talk about that a little bit. So 
how do you, so what do you, what are you thinking? Like, you know, do you, are you enjoying yourself? Yeah, it, yeah. it's the perfect, like, throwback, and the price point is just right where it's not, it's not a 30 or $40 game that I have to drop money on. Yeah. It's like, was it 13 or $50? And it's easily worth every single penny. If you ever liked the old 2D over, over the top Zelda games, which I love. Yeah. You know, I, I agree with you. I mean, I think one of my, like, it does not hide its oh. love for, uh, for 2D Zeldas. And until A Link Between Worlds gets released on Switch, which we don't even know if it will. Um, I hope it does. Um, Blossom Tales is a... Uh, it's a pretty reasonable substitute. I enjoy it a lot. Um, I think it, it's... I mean, I was playing it until I got sent my code for Steam World Heist for the Switch, and I will admit that it has kind of taken over. Um, but... Man, do I do I like it? I mean, it's 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 not flashy. There's like full on jokes where it's just like it's like spaceballs where it knows that it's copying something. Else. Oh yeah, oh it knows. And it, it just puts it out there. It's like I am, you know who I am. I'm just a girl. Yep. Exactly. So, yeah. Um, you know, it is short. It's not a very long game, but I think that actually works in its favor uh, just by nature of the fact that it's. You know, I mean, it is a... Yeah, at that price point, I don't mind that short. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, so that's Blossom Tales. Now, that's that's just a, you know, little thing that you've been kind of getting in on. Um, but you, you've been playing some bigger games. Uh, I want to hear your update for Destiny 2. Like, what do you think? Um, I... Since joining a clan like that's very active, I'm able to um, just jump on into the clan chat and be like, hey, I need to run this quest. Or, hey, I need to go run, you know, the raid so that I get the, all the raid gear and stuff, which is pretty awesome. That kind of uh, community aspect and um, just camaraderie is much better. Um, I never really... the, the Queen I was in in Destiny 1 I was never really active. Okay. And I just didn't get anything done. With, now with uh, one of my good friends like being one of the admins of the Queen and founder of the Queen, uh, she just keeps on messaging me like, um, I'm fine. We, we merged with another Queen and um, they came to us. But uh, Friday night I was playing with one of our original members. And then we got a third guy who was from the other clan came over and played. And then all of a sudden, uh, uh, my guy bounced. And a, a third, the third filler was another guy from the other clan. And we played until like four in the morning, like nonstop. So it, the, the, the ability to just be like, hey, there's this one quest that I need to do. They're like, oh, I did that. Let's go this way. So and if I could, because I, I, I didn't want to interrupt your story too much, why don't you tell the audience what what the heck a clan is? Uh, the clan is basically like a guild if you've ever played uh, fantasy MMOs or anything like that. It's, uh, it's a team, basically. Yeah. But they have weekly uh, experience points that you could gather in a pool. Like if you've ever played Clash of Clans, you are you're you're not forced to, but eventually you join a clan so that you can do clan wars and stuff like that. It's just it's a it's another facet to the game where you can get more stuff done. Because even with the, without being in the clan on Destiny Two, it's very hard to even get into like uh, a raid because you can't solo a raid. Because um, there's one where you literally have to press uh, four buttons at once and then have people swap out while they're standing on the button. Okay. And, yeah, that mechanic, if, if you've seen the uh, Leviathan, if you look up the Leviathan raid, and I'll drop a uh, 
video in the show notes, it's tough as nails where, like, you have to go back and forth. There's communication that needs to be done. Yeah. Teamwork every single step of the way to break down till you get to the final boss. And luckily, with the Leviathan Raid, each segment, like, there's three segments. Yeah. Once you completed a segment, when you jump back in, whoever the furthest one on the team that you're playing is where you'll end up. So we got all the way up to the final boss, but it was 11 o'clock, and half the guys were done for the night, and okay. I had to leave for work. So. Yeah, the, I mean, man, I have so many similar experiences, you know, being in the clan or being in the guild in you know, World of Warcraft. Um, you know, I mean, I, I know a lot of folks, you know, are concerned, right, you know, about the idea of, you know, having, you know, their kids, like, kind of meet up with these strangers. But, um, you know, having a common interest absolutely helps. Um, so, you know, obviously vet the communities that your kids are joining with, but just, you know, recognize that some of these, you know, guilds, clans, etc., are some of the, like, the, the, the premier way to interact with some of these games. And they're one of the reasons why some of these games exist. Um, if you're not going to let them participate in, you know, a clan or a guild or something like that in Destiny, my recommendation is don't have them play. <laughs> um, play Overwatch, uh, which is a game you can play by yourself or something like that. You know, there are other options. Play Halo. Um, and so, uh, just because it's, it's, it's important. Um, so, so that's Destiny 2. We had a recent DLC drop. We got some more DLC coming out very soon. Um, I have fallen off of it, but I'm probably going to get back into it um, at some point relatively soon. Maybe I'll uh, jump into that into the clan that you're in because the clan that I was in is very, very, um, was very like small and not very active. So uh, maybe I will do that because I could use a clan to help me get some of this stuff done. Oh yeah. So, um, so that is around the horn, right? I mean, that's it, not a bad. Uh, little step so far. I do want to talk about one more thing. Um, so there are two fighting games coming out in the very beginning of this year. One of them is Dissidia Final Fantasy NT, um, and the second being Dragon Ball Fighters. And I had an opportunity to play both of these games. And I tell you, um, I was originally mega hyped for Dissidia. And Pretty hyped for uh, for Dragon Ball Fighters. That has one hundred percent been flipped around. Dragon Ball Fighters is the truth. It is. I think that I I have to buy it and play it, and I will be picking it up pretty relatively soon. I think it might be a better fighting game than Street Fighter Five. I heard about Dragon Ball Z, but uh, uh, Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Um, no, no, say it right. Say it right. Wait, no, hold on. I'm going to interrupt you. It is called Dragon Ball Fighters. They have clarified it is not Dragon Ball Fighter Z. That's what I thought it was. But no, it's Dragon Ball Fighters. I, I could have sworn I heard it reported out. But anyway, um, from what I heard, it's, they were playing the alpha last year and breaking the game. Oh, it's but much more balanced now. Yeah, they've had massive fun from what I hear. Yeah. I'm not a Dragon Ball guy, so, like, it's not my kind of game. But, like, with all fighting games, anyone can pick them up. Anyone can learn the moves. It's not about the story. It's how you win matches, you know. Well, yeah, I, I think the, the big thing about this is Dragon Ball Fighters is a very accessible game. Like, there's, a, there's another level for professionals you know, and we're going to see some of that at Evo. This game has some hype behind it, so it's going to be bananas. Um, this game plays like a cartoon, um, and with the pursuit button and the fact that everyone has a projectile that's attached to a face button, like it is easy to do stuff that looks cool. Whether it's effective or not is a different thing, but it is easy to do stuff that just looks cool. Um, and man, it just oh, I can't wait! I can't wait. That is um, Dragon Ball Fighters is a game that I am, like, 
it is our early my it, 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 man it's so good and i'm so glad i played the beta um and i'm glad that i played the beta for dissidia i liked it man is it confusing <laughs> there's just so much stuff going on um that it's, it's hard to follow this year, I wrote an article at the beginning of last year saying that 2017 was going to be the year of the fighting game. Mm-hmm. Um, I think 2018 is like the year of the fighting game redux. We got Dragon yeah. Ball Fighter Z, we got Dissidia, we got Street Fighter uh, Five um, Arcade Edition with the third season of DLC. We have the Street Fighter Collection, which is all of the non-Street Fighter Five Street Fighter games coming to the major platforms, including Switch. Which, by the way. That's where I'm buying it, and my kids are not ready. Um, so, um, and then we got Soul Calibur coming later on this year. We got some random Weeby stuff. I, I, there's a lot of fighting it, and if they release a Smash port, which is possible, um, I mean, this is just bananas. So, fighting games in 2018 are we're kind of getting into the next topic. But um, while I was looking at EngageFamilyGaming.com, which I encourage everybody to do. Um, I did notice something. Um, there's a news article that I talked about, and I thought we would touch on it. Um, and that is that 2018 is the year of legendary Pokemon. Um, so just to hit on this very briefly, you can get a full write-up of what is happening on EngageFamilyGaming.com. Uh, it's right on the front page right now. Basically... Um, the Pokemon Company is continuing to support Pokemon Sun and Pokemon Moon and Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon with uh, video game distributions, which are, you know, when you go to a store and you get the cards. Um, and so this is this year is all about legendary Pokemon. Last year was about mythical Pokemon. Now it's about legendaries. Um, and a lot of it is bringing the legendaries from previous games up to the new generation. Um, and so starting in February, um, and they're going to give some more details about where you can get it, but I'm guessing GameStop, Toys R Us, Target, that kind of thing. Um, so the first month is Dialga and Palkia uh, from the Sinnoh region, and they are two dragon-looking things. You know, one's a steel type, steel and dragon type, and the other one is water and dragon type. My kids are hype. Um, the big month, which is going to be real important, is June, where they have a legendary Zygarde. Which is, um, I, I don't know who that is. My kids know it as he's apparently a dude that has like three forms. And it's really cool. Um, he looks rad because he's teal as opposed to green and black. Um, but we got stuff going from February all the way through November. Um, and so it's pretty rad. So if you want the full write-up, um, the article is called Celebrate a Year of Legendary Pokemon in 2018. It's on EngageFamilyGaming.com. And we will put a link into the show notes. Um, and don't worry... I have already done it for you, uh, Mr. Tomlinson, to save you time. Um, so why don't we take a break? We've gone over some of the news. We've gone around the horn. Let's take a break and come back for topic one, shall we? Yep. All right. We'll be back in a moment, folks. All right, everybody, we're back. Thank you. For sticking with us here on episode 118 of Engage, a family gaming podcast. I'm still Steven, still having a pleasant fireside chat with the man behind the curtain. Um, and let's talk about topic one, because um, we have two topics today. We're fancy. Um, let's talk about Nintendo Labo. Um, for those of you that are wondering what the heck I'm talking about, um, Nintendo, this past week, um, and I recommend... There will be links in the show notes to our news articles. Um, But basically, Nintendo announced a line of DIY cardboard stem kits where basically you take pre-punched cardboard, fold them up, and make peripherals for your Switch. Um, And the world was very divided. There are some people that are very excited. There are some people that are not. But the people who are excited are almost all universally children or people who like playing with children's toys, um, like uh, me, or who have children. Um, the hype level in this house is over 9,000. Oh, yeah. um, because I have an 11-year-old and a 9-year-old boy, and even the 5-year-old girl was like, I am in, Dad. I want that. I want to play with that house and the piano 
And then I saw the robot set, and I was like, holy hell, that robot transforms. I want to be a Transformer. Um, and so, basically, you fold these cardboard things in, and they, they use all of the neat little tricks that the Joy-Cons for the Switch can do. Like, they have a lot of bells and whistles that aren't used in tr- in many traditional video games. Um, the HD Rumble is is the one that comes to mind as being used the most regularly, but it has, you know, an IR camera. It is very, like, it is super aware of how you're tilting it. Um, you know, this thing, it's pretty amazing. You know, the buttons all work pretty well. There's buttons everywhere on this thing. Um, so, yeah, Nintendo announced they're, they're making toys again, and they're DIY science toys. They're a little expensive. But I think they're when you compare them to other kits, you know, like koala boxes and stuff like that, they're really not that crazy. Um, what do you think? What was your What was your first reaction? Like opening out the gate, you watched the two and a half minute video, which, by the way, we did link on the website. Um, what was your first out of the gate reaction? Well, even before the uh, when we were trying to predict. Oh yeah, I was so wrong. I was like, oh, maybe, like, Rob the... Because it's peripheral. I'm like, maybe Rob the Robot or something like that. And I told you you were wrong. I told you, no, 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 I'm going to give you credit. I said, no, 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 they just mean game. They mean game. And and you know what? Uh, I was wrong. I'm going to take it. Once again, I'm not very good at predictions. Um, yeah. Not Rob the Robot, although at this point, I think that's not entirely out of the question. Um, because... Who knows what they're going to do moving forward? Well, the thing is, you could you could uh, um, uh, skin your own. So, like, it may be another robot, but you could put stuff on it to make it wrap the robot. Oh, totally. I mean, th- there's the the Instagram is going to be on fire with some of these cool designs after this go you know thing launches. I cannot wait to see all the stuff that comes out. But I'm looking back at the thread. I said experience is a trick word because Nintendo is very calculated on how they say things. No, you're totally right. And and then I was like, maybe something interactive that like moves. Listen, how much more do you... No idea. How much more... How much more do I have to admit that I was wrong? Anymore, right? I, I, I'm not pulling you through the mud. I'm just like, I can't believe this thing exists. That's what makes me happy. Exactly. I don't, I don't have children. I'm too fat to get in that robot suit. I know that. <laughs> but I am ex- more than excited for this and more to see the joy in kids' faces when they pick this up. Oh, well, I mean, you're going to have to come by. Uh, when they come out, because, um, you know, we're going to be, we have already started planning out the absurd amount of content we'll be creating about these kits. This is, we're, we're going to be talking about these things, posting about these things the entire weekend that they come out. So you're going to have to come by so you can hang out. We'll record while talking about it. Um, but basically, these things are, um, you know, so these are what the kits are. So there's two that they're releasing. Um, first off, the things that you build are called Toy Cons, which I am in love with. I love that name. It's such a cool it almost feels like these came first and the and the Joy Cons came after. Yeah. Um so probably not. We'll probably never find out that detail. But the um I love the Toy Con idea. So it comes in two different kits. The first one is the variety pack, and that comes with a fishing pole, a toy house. A piano. Let's put a pin in that piano because I I have other things. I have feelings on that. Um, a uh, like the handlebars on a motorbike. And um, what else? What did I miss? Fishing pole, motorbike, house. Oh, the the little robot. Uh, the the little uh, bug robot. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The dancing figure. Yeah. Um. Yes. The I don't know if the dancing figure is in the variety pack yet. They haven't said it, but. Um, but the RC cars, and there's a pair of those. Um, so the um, and that so that that's the variety pack. Tons of stuff in there. The second kit is a giant like backpack thing, 
um, with a headset and a thing that you strap onto your feet, um, and that is a robot, um, where you basically go full-on, like, Pacific Rim and knock down buildings and transform into a rocket-powered car. Um, I can't wait to see that rocket-powered robot um, as... I'm calling it right now, that robot is going to be in Smash. The next Smash is going to have that robot in it, 100%. Um, especially if it has a name, you know? Like, if it has a name, like, in that game, and they all come with a game. Um, that, Admittedly, I'm expecting it to be like a minigame, kind of party game collection, Wii Sports kind of deal, um, which is basically software to make use of these tools. Um, of them... On the variety pack, my personal favorite, I love the fishing pole. I think that's going to be interesting. Um, but I'm a huge fan of the piano. You build a 12-key piano that operates. It's made entirely out of cardboard. Um, I still remember, and John, you know where I'm going with this. I remember when I bought Mario Paint, or when, my parent, when I was gifted Mario Paint uh, as a child. And it came with the Mario Paint Music Creator, which gave you the ability to make music in Mario Paint by, you know, using Mario sounds. Um, I, to this day, will occasionally go onto YouTube and find things made in Mario Paint music. Like, there are people whose entire interest in music was developed because of this. Um, and they're giving kids a freaking piano. Yeah, you know absolutely. what I mean? Um, I think that is fascinating. And I think that we are going to be feeling the effects of having this 12-key piano forever. I fully expect that there will be some person that will make a YouTube channel that is just them playing the next pop, the pop songs for the next 15 years on that thing. Um, if you happen to be skilled at playing the piano um, and improvising music, um, I just gave you free content. Get, go get yourself a couple of million uh, page views. Just get good. Uh, because I mean, you know what I mean. Like you and I could absolutely imagine us just sharing that. Yeah. You know, because we're gonna see that. We're gonna see that nonsense. Um, and I'm I'm so excited. Um, you know, they got the and all of them are weird. You know, the little house. It's like you're building a dollhouse and you're jamming your um the 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 joy cons into it. You know, interacting with it on the screen. Um, I think that's neat. The 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 motorcycle thing is a little bit more obvious, right? Yeah. You're racing, but the key is. It's built around this three-way framework, right? The idea of you first you build it, then you can play with it. You play the mini games. My understanding is that there's going to be a way to kind of make your own experiences. I don't know exactly how that works, um, but I'm sure they're going to release more. Um, and then you discover, which is you go through and it teaches you how they use the technology and the switch to make these things happen. And that's what the part that blows my mind the most is that, you know, there's going to be kids that are just, like, they're going to learn engineering because of this thing, but they're going to learn engineering from Nintendo, people who are some of the best at some of this stuff. They make the most out of the, the most fundamentally simple and rudimentary technology. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Like, it, they, they are, don't forget, they are a toy company. Yep, have been for over 100 years. Forever. Forever. That's yep. what they were to begin with. And they found their niche. We know them as video games over here, but yep. still over there, they make toys. They make merchandise geared towards what they produce. So it's just amazing that they found a way to um, capitalize on it. Absolutely. I mean, I know there were a lot of jokes lying around. So the first kit by the way, is $70. The robot kit is $80. A lot of people, you know, on the internet being like, oh, man, you know, I'm charging $80 for a stack of cardboard. I'm like, first off, I pay 120 bucks every three months for a box of cardboard uh, when I buy a Magic the Gathering expansion, and I don't have a single problem with it. You give me a, the ability to transform into a, from a robot into a car, I will pay you $80 any day of the week. Um, so, come on. Let's just be fine. But I, I think a lot of people just weren't, like, imagining, right? Like, they just weren't really giving it the – they weren't giving it the credit. And maybe – and part of that is because it's not for them. Um, and I think that's something that Nintendo fans are not used to. Um, because for Nintendo fans, everything is for Nintendo. Like, 
Amiibos. It's like everybody loves Amiibos. We didn't know we loved Amiibos, but now we know them, right? Maybe you don't love all Amiibos, but everybody owns one. Yeah. At this point, because you get it. It's like you got to at least have a Mario lying around so you can get the stupid little power-ups in whatever game you're playing. Just about everybody has one. And so yeah, and that's fine. I had to buy Bowser just to get the blue coins. And, um, uh, damn it, my, my brain fell out. Uh, Odyssey. Yeah, I mean. That, that's the only way I could complete because I couldn't figure out which ones I got and didn't get. Yeah, I mean, it's it's so, I mean, they're so good at this, and I mean, but they finally made a thing that isn't for everybody, cool. um, you know, and, and I'm fine with that. Um, this is most definitely for us, and I think it's definitely for family. So for those of you um, who took my advice, and I know there's many of you, uh, and bought a Switch for your family this year, uh, first off, good job. You made a good decision. The Switch is amazing. Um, I would take a look at these. They're called Nintendo Labo. Um Pre-orders are up on Amazon and GameStop right now. Um, you don't have to buy them both. That's one of the things that I do like about it. It's it could they could have bundled them all together yeah. and made them this you know hundred and fifty two hundred dollar thing. Um, the fact that they divided them up, I actually really dig. Um, you know, but take a look at it, folks. You know, it might if you want to wait for reviews, if you want to wait for our impressions, I totally get it. They're coming out on April twentieth. Um, yeah, I get it. They're coming out on 420. Let's all make our jokes. Um, and, uh, the, so they're going to be coming out on April 20th, uh, which for sake of looking at a calendar, uh, April 20th is a Friday. Um, so, oh no. What? Oh, yeah, I'm here. Oh, I got to cancel some plans. What? I had just penciled myself in to go to a LARP that weekend, and I am not. Oh, boy. Nope, not going. I am not missing uh, Labo weekend. Nope, 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 nope. You're not ordering it from Amazon. Nope. Nope, 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 nope. Pre-order. I am uh, pre-ordering from my local GameStop. So, um, whew, I don't well, I stop. Uh, have they fixed the uh, the Red Bull situation yet? Uh, no, it's not live yet. I don't. I, I, I actually the the rumor I heard um, around the internet is that the reason they didn't do the rental program is because it turns out that they found out that it was going to overtax their computer system. And their yeah. point of sale system has been, you know, they haven't updated it for a while because they don't need to, because I mean they're just retail. But this system would just murderize it. Um, That's such a shame because I like I'm, I was really flat out excited. Oh god, dude, you and me both. I, we were gonna buy it too, um, but I get what the issue is. You know, I mean they don't want to, they can't afford to not have computer systems at work. And they, what they're saying is, uh, from what I understand, um, is had they gone live um, without, like, their test, they fortunately someone thought to do testing. Yeah. And had they gone live without it, um, it could theoretically um, have, like, basically crashed their, pro like, their software for days. Yeah. And probably would have lost, resulted in the loss of, like, millions of dollars of revenue. So I get why. Um, they, you know, but they, I'm sure that they're going to start working on updating their software because that is a total like segue on our part, you know, not like off topic thing. That is a great way for them to kind of try and stay relevant, basically turning into blockbuster. Um, yeah. I think that that's, that you can't rent games. Um, GameStop will absolutely be a good place for that. So so that's the Nintendo Labo. Um, for those of you interested in our take on it, uh, there's two articles up on the Engage Family Gaming right now, with a third one coming up later on this week, so you can keep your eye on it. We actually have an educator who is on staff, our board game editor, Linda. Um, she's very excited. She's going to talk about what she thinks about it from an educational perspective. She thinks that it has some uses, especially for homeschoolers or uh, for people looking to supplement science and you know STEM learning. Um, but also, you know, we have the news post that gives all the details. 
Um, and also, um, I wrote up a thing where I kind of surveyed the internet and found um, kind of the risks and rewards. You know, um, you know the ups and downs of this particular product. Um, I think it's a pretty safe bet for Nintendo. They're going to have a hit on their hands, but who knows? We'll see on 4:20. So uh, let's take another break, very brief, and then we'll come back. We're going to talk about the games that we are excited for in 2018. All right, everybody, welcome back to episode 118 of Engage, a family gaming podcast. It's still just the two of us. We've gone through our other topics, we've done our homework, but now it's time to get excited about games that we are not going to play for months. Um, we're going to talk about the games that we are excited for um, and we, that we think you should be excited for coming out in 2018. So, obviously, we don't know every game that will come out this year. We have a, a reasonable list of games that are coming. Um, and we also know what, um, you know, we don't necessarily know when all of them are, are happening, right? But we've got a pretty good idea. So we're going to do the best that we can. Um, and obviously our list is going to change because there are obviously going to be some games that are going to be announced, you know, by the end of the year. Nintendo still hasn't told us what games are coming out at the end of the year. So we don't, you know, who the heck knows? So, um, so let's start. Um, Mr. Tomlinson, what is a game that you would like to... We're going to do this in no particular order. What is a game that you are excited for coming out in 2018? Most excited. In yeah, let's just, let's, just, let's just get our most hype out of the way. What is your most, most excited hype? in our vicinity? Uh, if it does happen, because it was for this year. They announced it like middle of last year. It will be coming this year. It may not be till December. It may not be till 2019, but Kingdom Hearts 3. Yeah, baby. Um, it's worth noting uh, that is uh, Jenna's most hype game. Um, she is hungry for the Kingdom Hearts. Um, yeah, I don't think it's, kind of, I don't think it's happening. Um, if it does, it's going to come out like December 31st. Well, they, like, uh, they, they've been radio silent since E3, yep. and that's the scariest part. Now, D23 in Japan is coming up soon, and that is where they tend to make a lot. A, so, I think we have a good, I, I think we've, we've got hope. There yeah, is hope. Well, the year, a couple years ago, there was some stuff at PSX, and that's what scares me, with nothing at PSX. I was like, uh, something's got to happen. Something's got to move. Otherwise, it's, it's getting delayed. Yeah, well, so let's pretend like it is. It's come, I'm betting, if it's coming at all, it's going to be in the fall. Um, and at any time now, they could say, hey, check out our release date, blah, blah, blah. Um, Kingdom Hearts is an amazing series. Um, it is a mix of Final Fantasy and Disney characters. Yes, it is as absolutely as absurd and stupid as is that sounds and it is wonderful. Um, it, those of you that are interested, um, I highly recommend that you hop on over to your PlayStation Four and you grab the Kingdom Hearts collection. Uh, so I, I believe it's called Kingdom Hearts 1.5 plus 2.5 HD Remix is the name, um, and that is everything for the most part. Yeah. Up until three, with the exception. Of uh, a, a a very essentially a demo. Yeah. Okay. Well, what is it? What was it called? It was two point five. There, there's a third game. Third game that you're missing called two point nine. Yeah. Okay. Prologue, which has. Oh no, no, it's Kingdom Hearts. Okay, wait, wait, wait hold on. We're, I'm gonna say it. Kingdom Hearts. Um, the game is called Kingdom Hearts. 2.9 final no it's Kingdom Hearts 2.8 okay. final chapter prologue um yeah um which is basically like the it's a demo essentially for Kingdom Hearts 3 ish at least it gives you an idea what it'll look like but there is a collection it's Kingdom Hearts 1.5 and 2.5 HD remix which includes a lot of game um at this point it's like 20 something bucks on Amazon it's basically stealing um and it is, it's beautiful, 
Um, and it'll give you an idea as to whether or not these games are for you. Um, if you have ever dreamt of watching uh, Mickey Mouse wear a black trench coat and dual-wield swords made out of magical keys, this game is for you. Yeah. Um, so that's Kingdom Hearts 3. I am super hyped. I think all three of us are super hyped for that. This is our, um, you know, right in our wheelhouse as far as, you know, family games. It's a great game to play together um, because, you know, the combat is can be a little complicated, but, you know, um, I don't think that's necessarily a problem. Um, you know, but, it, it, I mean, it's Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck and Goofy and Final Fantasy characters. It's just crazy. So, um, all right. So you stole my one of my most hype, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go into it. Uh, Dragon Ball Fighter Z slash Soul Calibur Six. I'm gonna make it a tie. From okay. um, I am I have played Dragon Ball Fighters. Did I say Dragon Ball Fighter Z earlier? You you infected me. Um, so Dragon Ball Fighters. I am hyped for that game. Um, it's coming out January 26th. So we know that it is coming, and that is in five days. Um, I am very excited for that game. Can't wait to get my hands on it. Um, I, we're going to see it at Evo this year. Um, people, like the fighting game community, is very excited about it. Um, this is one of those games that I think families are going to be able to play with it, too. I mean, it's rated T because it's combat and they're humanoid characters. But this is not like a violent, you know, this is not like a Mortal Kombat-style game. This is really, it's it's a Dragon Ball game. So if, your kid, if you feel comfortable letting your kids watch Dragon Ball Z, the cartoon, um, then this is... It looks just like it. It's crazy. Um, what's next on your list? Next on my list, I'm probably stealing from you again. It's Spider-Man. Yeah, well, I mean, obviously. Yes. Um, that is not what would be next on my list. However, I'm down. Yeah. I'm down. It's on there. It, it's just, I, I've been watching the development, and it just looks like so much fun. Like the the way like I've know I know you talked at, on other podcasts that have people that have problems with motion, but I am beyond excited. I've always loved the Spider Man franchise, yep. Especially the older games because they, as much as I look back and I don't like the Sam Raimi stuff anymore, the Sam Raimi games with uh, Bruce Campbell doing the voiceover. Is just amazing. Yeah. No, I, I'm with you. Um, Spider-Man is, uh, you, I mean, you can hear me gush on this game forever. Um, when we talk, you know, if you want to listen to me on gaming with the moms, but I, uh, this is being made by Insomniac, who is a game. They are a company that is really good at making, um, you know, games about traversal games that just get it from place to place is fun. Um, my, oh man, this game is going to be so good. Um, it's definitely coming out this year. We don't know when yet, uh, but believe me when it does, I will be playing it. Um, this is going to be, I mean, I think this is going to be Sony's biggest game this year. And that's saying something considering the fact that God of War is coming out this year. I will take, I will, I am not a betting man, but I bet Spider-Man will sell more copies than God of War. Oh yeah? Oh yeah. I think it will. It's freaking Spider-Man, bro. I, I I know. It's, it's Spider-Man. My only, pro- my only problem with both of these games is that they're only going to be available on PS4 or PS4. Yeah, you know, it's only about 740 mil. No, or no, it's only, seven, only 74 mil install base. They'll be all right. Uh, they'll be fine, but, like, the fact that I can't bring it anymore, anywhere. Oh, well, I mean, because everything belongs on Switch. What belongs on Switch? Everything. So, all right, so you rolled out with uh, Spider-Man. I am with you. Um, I want to talk about, but we've, so far we've been talking about AAA craziness. Let me bring it down. Um, let's talk about Faye. Yeah. So I introduced you to, by the way. You did. You told me all about Well, I mean, I, I was technically introduced to it by the EA press conference. Remember, I watch all those. But Faye is an indie game. It's a, it's a 3D kind of Metroidvania. Uh, one of these days, we're going to do a podcast where all we do is talk about genres yeah. and subgenres. Um, but maybe we'll make it a segment where we just, every week, talk about a different one. 
Um, and Metroidvania is one that I throw around a lot. Basically, those are games that are all about exploration. You get new powers that help you unlock things and often encourage you to go back where you previously have been to find secrets. Uh, you play this little fox, and you are learning the sounds of nature, like the sounds of different animals, and using those different songs, if you, they let you interact with the environment in different ways. Um, it looks absolutely gorgeous. It's got this neat, like, purple and black kind of art style. Um, it, you definitely have to look at a video. I'm sure we'll put a video in the show notes. My, um, I pitched it to you. It's basically um, Ori in the Blind Forest meets yep. Journey. Yep, pretty much. And, and pretty much. It's like they took Journey and they put Ori in the Blind Forest skin over it, and that's what it looks like. Yeah, I mean, pretty much. Um, mega excited about that. Um, and that's coming out very soon, actually. Uh, Faye, February 16th, which is not that far away, coming out for PC, Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4, and Xbox. Um, a brief footnote, because I don't want to you know, necessarily drop two, but the day before that is the, the PlayStation 4, the new like 3D remake of Secret of Mana. Yep. which I'm quietly hoping will be good. I don't know if it will be. I'm kind of hoping. Um, what's your... Hoping it's good, but I want it on Switch. Or, yeah. or it need, I know it's out for Vita, too. If it's crossed by with Vita, then I'm fine, because I have a Vita. Yeah, I mean, I can't imagine that this doesn't eventually get bored. Yeah. I mean, Square isn't dumb. It's coming on PS Vita, but it, I want to buy it once. I don't want to buy yeah. it. Yeah. No, I'm with you. Uh, so what's your next game? Um, I was just scanning the uh, Wikipedia page, and I almost forgot about this. Donut Country. Yo, Donut County. County. Donut County, yeah, yeah, yeah. That tell, what's, tell, us, County. tell us the story of Donut County. Okay. Um, what's, what's it about? Huge games called uh, Katamari Damacy, which was huge in Japan, and basically what it was was you're a ball, and you have to collect things, and the more you collect, the bigger the ball you get. Yep. This is the inversion of that, where there's a hole, and the more stuff you put in the hole, the bigger your hole gets, Yep. so you swallow the entire world. And it's, of course, timed, or you have to get specific things to get to the next level. And if you if you watch the trailer from E3, it was so funny. Or not E3, it was PS uh, Experience. So. Yep. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, it looks great. It's, it's going to be a neat little puzzle game. Um, you know, it's not like OMG on my list, but uh, I am looking forward to seeing it. Um, another thing that a subtle, uh, a subtle thing that I know I'm buying because I'm a monster, and that is uh, the Final Fantasy XV Royal Edition, uh, which is coming out on March 6th, uh, because I have a problem. Um, but, uh, how about a big one, Sea of Thieves? Yeah. Sea of Thieves is going to be a big deal. Um, it's March 20th, uh, PC and Xbox One, uh, there is a demo, uh, it's a, it's a beta, but it's a essentially a demo next weekend okay. um, that I will be participating in. Can't wait to play that one. Um, basically, uh, the elevator pitch for Sea of Thieves is it is Destiny <laughs> with pirates, but it's meant to be a little bit more family-friendly. You know, um, I'm in, 100%. Yeah. Have you seen... I've seen bits and pieces. I'm not fully in yet because I'm also not a uh, Xbox player. And as much as I have a awesome um, uh, awesome PC, I don't play games on my PC. I don't. I have like a fifteen hundred dollar PC, and unfortunately, I don't use it for video. Oh, you use it. For it's a it's a tool, yeah. not a toy. I get it. Listen. It should be a toy, um, though, like the, the amount of money I put in this thing. Well, you know, what are you going to do? Um, so that's Sea of Thieves. I mean, that's the first big Xbox exclusive outside of a racing game in a while. Yeah. Uh, so here's hoping that it makes a difference. 
And it's um, uh, shell cell shaded. Like yeah, oh man, the, the animation is absolutely stunning. Big fan of that. Um, so, uh, what else you got on your list? Next on my list would be... You stole Fay from me. I totally did. Um, it's already out on Steam, but uh, Owlboy is... Owlboy, man. Oh, that's right. When is that? February oh, 13th. Oh my god, so soon. It's, it's, it's just one of those side-scrolling Metrovanias, uh, Metroidvanias, and you're an owl. Yeah, but here's the thing, guys. I want you to look at the YouTube video for this thing, okay? And here's what's important. You got to know that every screen was hand pixel animated. Yeah. Like, they went crazy making this, and this was done by a very small team. I think it might have even been one guy. Yeah. Um, it's absolutely crazy the amount of work they did it, put into it. So, um, definitely... Keep an eye on Owlboy. I had forgotten about that. Um, unfortunately, that comes out the same day as Radiant Historia Perfect Chronology for the 3DS, mm-hmm. which um, that's a that's really weeby JRPG that I'm probably going to play. And also, uh, for us grown-ups, uh, Kingdom Come Deliverance also comes that day, and that's a little PC game I'm probably going to be playing on this year's laptop. Kind of can't wait. Um, it's kind of like an MMO, it's like Skyrim set in the real world. Um so let's close it out with like one more game that we're that each that we are excited about because you know we really don't know a lot of the other stuff that's coming. But um, how about how about that Mega Man Eleven? Does that does that does that does that get you at all? I'm just not good at the Mega Man games, unfortunately. Like as much as I love side scrollers, I'm just not good at them. Okay. I suppose that's reasonable. Um, I will forgive you. Um, the So, Mega Man, we don't know the date. I'm guessing it's, it's supposed to come out by the end of the year, so I'm guessing it's going to be late in the year. Um, man, do I think it looks great. It looks um, cool. It's so cool. It looks cool. I'm going to be terrible at it. Hopefully they do enough to bring back fans that have been missing. Um, they've been kind of sad, <laughs> because really people have just been uh, unhappy uh, as they say, um, with the state of the Mega Man franchise, and they did not like Mighty Number no. Nine. Um, so the so that's Mega Man Eleven. Uh, just kind of going through some of the other games that have been announced, but we don't have release dates. Um, the I mean, for grown-ups, I mean there is God of War and Red Dead Redemption Two. Which, uh, by the way, those are not children's games. I mean, they are not. They are not. Children's games. Um, apparently, we're going to in God of War. Yeah, I mean there is. Um, we're going to have a Toe Jam and Earl game this year, though. Yep, and I backed that on Kickstarter, which uh, we need to talk uh, to uh, one of our uh, contributors, Stacy, because she was very excited and thought it was gone forever. But surprise to her, it's back. It's back. It is back. Um, and I'm sure there will be more announcements. And also, I'm sure that, that John and I missed some stuff. Because we're not perfect. I mean, I'm pretty close. I still got some stuff. I oh, what else you got? What else you got? Uh, we also have Hollow Knight. Oh, when's that coming? Uh, there's no date, but it's definitely 2018. And that's a very, like, uh, it's a um, Metroidvania that's like Ori in the Blind Forest, but you're a knight with a sword. You're really, I mean, it's hard, too. Yeah, it's hard. I have this on um, on uh, Steam, and I play it with my uh, NVIDIA Shield TV, so I can play it on my big screen. And it's a lot of fun, and a lot of, it's very cool. Um, you know, how did I forget Mario Tennis Aces? There's something else you forgot, too. What else did I forget? Yoshi. Mar- let's talk about, oh, Yoshi. You're right. Uh, but we don't, does he even have a night, uh, that game even have a name yet? Um, I'm ignoring games that don't have names. But Mario Tennis Aces, guys, a Mario Tennis game. I love good Mario Tennis games, and we didn't get one on the Wii U. Um, And I really didn't get one on the Wii either, because it was just the GameCube version with enhanced controls. So um, the fact that we have a new one, oh, my God, I cannot wait for Mario Tennis Aces. Like, uh, ugh. And it's coming out soon-ish. 
We don't know. Yeah. What else did I forget, John? Um, uh, Fire Emblem. Is that really a game for kids? Uh, yeah, not really. Probably not. There's an expansion for World of Warcraft coming. Yep, we will be talking about that. Um, as oh, uh, Dreams. Which is Man, Dreams. We, we don't know if that's gonna be specifically a kids game because it's very esoteric in some of the things that we've yeah. heard about. But that may be put to the side. Like even Little Big Planet had nods to things, but um, yeah. it was yeah, no. a kids game. So they're they're a weird French company. Right, Sandbox? Yeah, they're real weird. Yeah, yeah they're, they're weird. Really weird. Like, <laughs> yeah, the little bit, crazy. I love the little big planet games, and the, that's another like game where like I love them, but I've never finished one. But they're so much fun. But I want to play with somebody. So, yeah, they're they're bad. But I mean, what are you gonna do? So, um, I mean, I I struggle with them. I don't like the platforming in them. And I'm terrible at creating things, but they 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 have diehard fans, and I love them for it. Oh, absolutely. Um, so that's and dreams. We dreams. We don't even know what it's going to be yet, right? That, like that's so. Another, that's that's one of those. just like Labo for uh, game creators, you know? It's just, exactly, exactly. Like, what is this going to end up being? I just don't. Because when I listened on um, IGN's uh, PlayStation podcast, they were like, yeah, we played it. And the way the developer was talking, like, I could just play, make music level. Like, just be yeah. to play a song through the whole level. And the creation of all that is amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I can't wait. It's going to be, I mean, I'm interested to see how it comes out, but this is one of those things that I don't know who would be able to justify paying full price for it, yeah. because I don't know if I'll be able to use the creation stuff. Like this is one of those ones where I kind of wish they would let they would sell like a smaller version where I could just play like a limited suite of the creation stuff. So what they're doing is you could buy the game and play the story mode and get the creation tools. The levels made by people, you will be able to download for free individually. Even without the game? Yep. That's what they said in their press. Um, huh. Yeah. I, I don't, I, like, how's that game got to make any money? Like, Hey, man, I hope that that's actually what they meant to say. Yeah. Because um, I really don't know. Uh, we have some more stuff. Um, Kirby Star Allies on March Okay. 15th. And uh, where was the other one? Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze on May the 4th. Um, Which yeah, is oh, a master, but yeah. But you know what? It's got Funky Kong in it, and I am in favor of fun. Yeah, and it's um, on the Switch. Uh, we also have uh, February 9th for Dragon Quest Builders coming to Switch. And then uh, there was another Dragon Quest somewhere. Um, well, no, I mean, they have Dragon Quest, I think it's like 11 or 12. Uh, I think it's 11. Dragon Quest, yeah, 11, Echoes of an Elusive Age that is to be determined platform-wise. So, as you can see, folks, there are a lot of games coming out this year. There were a lot of games that came out last year. Um, and I, man, I don't know how we're going to keep up. We're just going to have to manage somehow. Um, but I'm sure that John and I did not. Here's what's crazy. We didn't come up with everything. And we didn't. We probably didn't say what you're excited about. So, uh, here's what I want. Tweet at us. Let us know what you're most excited about. Or... Even better, uh, we're going to be posting this podcast in our uh, community at engagefamilygaming.com slash community. Um, and, you know, we'd love to hear your thoughts, what your most anticipated video game of 2018 is. Maybe it's Labo. We'll call it. We'll allow that 
maybe that is your most anticipated game. Who knows? So uh, come on in. We'll make a little poll, and uh, we'll have some fun. Okay. So um, John, thanks for thanks for coming aboard this week, helping helping me steer the ship. That's what I'm here for. Absolutely, you're the man behind the curtain. Um, uh, I'm the uh, captain of this. Uh, not captain. I'm the uh, navigator of the. You're like the navigator. Seas uh, ship. Oh man, yeah. See, that's exactly it. You're, you're the navigator. We're we're sea thieves. I get it. I see what you did there. Um, so until next time, folks. Um, we'd like to thank you for listening to Engage a Family Gaming Podcast this week. We hope you enjoyed listening to it as much as we enjoyed recording. We'll be back next week, specifically talking about some board games. Um, but in the meantime, it'd be super sweet if you could head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. More reviews, good or bad, actually get us more visible uh, to other folks. Um, and, you know, bigger audience means bigger things for Engaged Family Gaming. You know the drill. So until next week, this is Steven and John signing off. And, by the way, don't forget to get your family game on. We'll see you next week, folks. See ya. Thank you for listening to Engage, a family gaming podcast. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Tune in next week.